Hello and welcome just to family. This is giving you something to talk about or just a live TV as I like to call it. I'm your host, Melissa Crutchler. I'm an identity coach, spiritual teacher, business mentor, creator and founder of not only just a live TV, but also the Women's Sporting Women Can Network. I have lots of upcoming amazing things coming up for you as all of those things. But today, that's not what we're talking about. Today, we're talking about friendships, authentic, creating authentic friendships which is huge. And I know that all three of us are super passionate about this. And I think it's our first time having a double whammy guest speakers today. So I'm super excited for that. Um, our sponsor today is the Phoenix Identity. Go and check out the seven most damaging relationship issues. That goes for any type of relationship, any type of communication. Um, those are going to help you out. We will talk about them today. But if you want to go download the PDF yourself, you can do so. Link in the description. If you'd like to get involved, if you'd like to be a guest speaker or engage with our guest speakers, please follow us. Uh, again, link in the description. Like and follow us across our social media. And let's going as I speed talk today. So I'm going to hand it over to my guests today, Simon and Helen Broland. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for just letting us join you and be part of everything that you do. That's so beautiful in this world. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. We are live from Copenhagen right now, Denmark. So all on the other side of the world. Right. And we've been working with people for the last 25 years. Yeah. And through our conversations, we just realized that friendships is the area that a lot of us, we struggle with, but we miss a language around it. And we miss actually putting it on the agenda, getting tools to handle this. Hmm. So that's how we ended up being friendship coaches. Yeah. And we just love seeing people live up to everything that they can do everything that they're supposed to in life. And one of the key components to be who you're supposed to be is actually mm -hmm. The people you're surrounding yourself with, those friendships, those relationships in your life is key to being a full functioning person. We'll get more into that, but we are <laughs> passionate about people and yeah, yeah, so excited to be here. Besides that, we live smack in the middle of Copenhagen, surrounded by tons of people. We have two little kiddos. We've been coaching, mentoring, training as coaches, facilitating processes, handling conflicts for the last... 15 years hmm. so people are a passion and we just love to explore this area with everybody that we meet Absolutely. basically I love that yeah. and it goes hand in hand perfectly with the show right because hmm. we we I love highlighting things that people aren't talking about right and yeah. this is this is one of those topics that we don't talk about enough we don't highlight enough is yeah our ability or inability to create authentic friendships, right? Yeah. And exactly. the amount of like disastrous or, you know, we did an episode, The Power of Words the other day. And I said, one misspoken word can destroy mm. an entire relationship, right? Mm. And so let's jump right in. And I guess I was doing that with that comment, but um, <laughs> communication is right. huge in friendships. I think that's one of the mm. most important things for me is is mutual respect and communication mm. what do you think are like what's your number one go-to for people and sorry <laughs> people in friendships no i i would all, i would almost go the other way and i say sometimes we under communicate yeah i i would go as far as saying we sometimes don't take friendships so serious that we are willing to communicate enough Mm -hmm. We almost have this idea that friendships are supposed to happen organically. So if I stress something that is bothering me, I am not pushing towards a normal friendship. So, so communication is definitely key. And, and we ruin friendships by communicating too little. That's for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I think we often say like the most common questions we have when we coach people around their friendships is like, so what did the person say when you talk to them about it? Oh, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Really? <laughs> like you say, mutual respect is so important, mm. but we can't read each other's minds. No. We need to communicate about what respect looks like for us. Mm. What are my needs? What do I misunderstand? Like you say, one misspoken word, but it's that's because when you say something, I translate it. Mm. So maybe my translating is way off from what you said, but if we don't talk about it, right. Is never going to be a good communication. Hmm. 
So it's a whole dealing with conflicts, meta-communication. Mm. I think that's that's what we end up with a lot of times as well when we talk about friendships. Yeah. Wholehearted agreement on that one. I don't know. So <laughs> I do relationship coaching, individual coaching, right? So mm. friendships does come up. And I don't think it's specific to friendships even. And and I do mm. we can teach it for friendships, absolutely. Is you know. I had somebody on the show the other day, or, or I was talking to somebody the other day and they mentioned a story and it was like, somebody had said something and they kind of brushed it off. And then the person mm. said it again, a few more times, and then they snapped. Mm. And I'm a devil's advocate. I love to <laughs> point out, right. Um, you guys, you guys pointed that out the other day and I commented <laughs> because, oh my God, that's so me. But I was like, I couldn't help but pointing out. Okay. So you and and not to this person specifically but if you're in a situation Mm. anybody watching or catching the replay if you're Mm. in a specific situation where somebody has said or done something that is triggering a negative response in you Mm. and you get to the point after multiple you know Mm. one two three doesn't Mm. matter you get to a point where you snap on them who Mm. is who's at fault there right Mm. it's it's not always the friend right? It's it's not always the person saying something because one, if you didn't tell them that that bothered you, then they don't know that it's bothering you. Exactly. We can't read each other's minds, right? Exactly. And then, (laughs) yeah. And that, that for me has to be one of, I I agree with you. One of the most damaging relationship issues in any relationship Mm -hmm. is a lack of communication. How am I supposed to know what you need or what you don't like or what you right. do like if you don't communicate. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and I think often it's it's also, are we taking ourselves and the friendship we're in serious enough? Yeah. Uh, and, and we say it so often to our clients, if you've not been in an argument with this friend, you're probably not that close. Mm-hmm. Because if it's only been butterflies and, and cotton candy all the way through, well, then you haven't been tested and tried in your friendship and you're probably not that deep of a friend as you thought you were. And I'm not saying you have to go all out being in a massive argument, but disagreements and, and, and friction, that is part of the human condition. And if you haven't been like that with your friend, you're not as deep as you could be. Mm-hmm. Or it's around the corner, that's for sure. <laughs> I have a question about that. So are you guys like me? So for somebody like me, who's very into mindset and communication and all of that, mm-hmm. I don't find that I, and, and I'm, not, I'm not blameless, not, even, not mm-hmm. even close, not blameless on anything. But I mm-hmm. find that I don't start the arguments because I see it from that different perspective. When I have a conversation mm. with somebody, I had a friend again recently who um, I was triggered by something that they were doing. Mm. And what they were doing wasn't intentional. They had no intention of hurting my feelings or triggering me in any way, but I didn't voice mm. it. And mm. so I held on to it. I pulled back in the relationship because I said to myself, okay, I'm not mad at them. I'm mad mm-hmm. about how this situation makes me feel. Right. Yeah. I right. Work through it. So mm-hmm. I I see it from that third party perspective where mm-hmm. um, in my relationship coaching and any co- coaching that I do, there's always three parts to a relationship, any any relationship mm-hmm. that is mm-hmm. you, the other person, and the relationship itself, because you're trying to mold mm-hmm. two things together mm-hmm. to fit. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think we talk a lot about who do you become when you're with that friend that it's not enough to like a person and you also need to like spur each other on. You need to become better, both of you, in mm-hmm. this. Yeah. So I agree with that part. I do think that we often tell people to actually voice their reactions to other people's actions, mm-hmm. not but in the right way, framing it. Mm-hmm and being it's because I like you it's because I want to invest in the friendship and I'm just curious what did you mean by that when Mm. you get triggered rather than attacking Mm. yep so we do we do help like but we we talk a lot about one of the faults we see is that because we have a story that friendships are supposed to be easy opposed to maybe marriages and relationships 
friendships are the easy relationship in our life and it's the nice to have relationships in our in our life it seems like we don't think conflict should be a part of them mm. and when we don't have a story that conflicts are okay then we miss out on the closeness that comes from it right right and does that make sense yeah, and I'm not asking because yeah. uh, sometimes I'm just rappling. <laughs> That's totally and, and fine. I would also, Go ahead. I also say I love you. I love the point that you're making because I think a lot of people find themselves in that. I am a rational person, so I can rationally say, of course, my friend didn't mean to do that. I can I can put myself out of the situation and, yeah, and yeah. be logical about what was said and say, surely she didn't mean it like that. Mm -hmm but it still hurts. There yeah. was still something that came up. Mm -hmm. and, and, and that's why we need to communicate again, because even though we want to be so rational, we are, we're all agreeing that when we're adults, we have to be able to handle those feelings. And, and the thing is, they still hurt. Mm -hmm. so, so if we keep on rationalizing that, no, he didn't mean to, she didn't mean to, it was just a fault. And we don't talk about it. At some point you will pull away. And at some point you will say, well, it just keeps on hurting and it doesn't get any better. And guess what? We were so logical that we forgot to talk about it. And we were so rational that we forgot to be vulnerable enough to say, I know you don't mean to, but it still bothers me a little bit mm -hmm. every time, just a yeah. little bit. And now it's been a hundred times and it bothers me a big <laughs> so mm -hmm. i think that's the whole thing as well we want to be rational but we're not as rational as we try mm -hmm. to be because they hurt just a little bit so being vulnerable enough being loving enough to actually say you know what that little comment mm -hmm. it it didn't fly well with me didn't feel can we good. please talk about how we do it yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, it's a lot about framing it in it the really right is. way yeah yeah and i i love that you pointed that out and i i do it all the time and I'm glad that you did it today is pointing out that acknowledging how you feel, even to right. yourself, right? It's not about ignoring how that other person makes you feel. It's, mm -hmm. hey, you know, I'm, I'm feeling a certain way. Is this something that's intentional or is it not? And you can rationalize it. Irrationality is emotion. That's, mm. that's what causes irrationality is when you're emotionally invested in something or you're emotionally charged by something. When you say, okay, this triggered this emotion in me, I'm going to sit with this for a minute and I'm going to find out what this means for me. And then you mm. process it. And that's when you have mm. that conversation. When you can move, remove the emotion and process it logically, that's when you should start having that conversation because then you're not angry at that other person. You're not emotionally like, oh, you said this and I'm gonna beat you yeah. for it or whatever it looks like, right? Yeah. You just kind of, yeah, yeah. you're, you're calm at that point and, and you can logically say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm sorry uh, mm -hmm. to spring this on you, but you know, you made a comment, you did this and it really bothered me. And I'm not mm. putting that on you. I just want you to be aware how I feel. Right. And that's it. Yeah. You're not putting that on the other person. You're not putting an expectation mm. on them. That's like um, mm. if somebody walked up and like, Melissa, bitch, how you doing? I'd be like, whatever. Like, I don't even mm. care. Right. Mm. It doesn't bother me. But if I went mm. and did that to somebody else and that word bothered them, I'm not mm. at fault for saying it. But if they tell me, hey, Melissa, I really don't like being called that. I'd be like, absolutely, totally. That wasn't my intention. Mm -hmm. I apologize. I'll try not to do it again. Yeah. Right. And it's that exactly. that's the mutual respect. Yeah. And the loving yeah. thing to do because they might not think about it. And mm -hmm. if they for months on end kept on assaulting, not assaulting you, but insulting <laughs> you <laughs> uh, without them knowing, that is also actually something that could hurt them a lot. Have I really been mm. doing that to you for months? Wow. Not my intention. So being open minded and, and being vulnerable mm. enough to, to open our mouth is, is yeah. really a big deal. Yeah. I, I really just also like what you're saying about taking responsibility for my own yeah, yeah. triggering mm. that I'm not relying on the other person to fix me because mm -hmm. in any close relationship and we are advocating that friendships are core and should be close and should be committed and should be all about helping each other on and cheering each other on mm. and and as we see life they're as vital as a life partner it's a different role but they're just as vital mm. And so in any relationship, of course, there are triggers that I have to own. That is not your fault. And mm. if I keep on blaming you right. 
for my triggers, that's not going to work. I'm going to say, you can't say this word or you shouldn't say it like this because that hurts me. Mm. That That is not a good way to, to communicate or have a close relationship because I can also choose what hurt, what I let hurt me. Mm. I can choose what what I let trigger me and why something triggers me. Mm-hmm. So I like that you you also pull back and we mm, talk about that as well, going, why did that offend you? Why right. was that respectless yeah. for you? Or mm. why was that something that made you sad? Yeah. Yep. And is it really about the other person? Mm, yep. It's because it's not always. And the problem with this is that that's great, right? That logic is great. And we mm. should all subsor- mm. subscribe to that logic. That should be how we communicate. <laughs> but at the same mm. time, then you know that if that person keeps doing it, (laughs) then there's probably an issue. (laughs) Absolutely. There's probably an issue. It's a both-and thing, isn't it? Yeah. It's not an either-all, it's a both-and. And and I also do, we do believe that we need to listen and cooperate with our feelings as well. Like we are emotional beings a lot more than we like that we are. So if you can't, if you can't, work your feelings into your life and let them be a part of who you are and how you express yourself you're cutting off your right arm yeah in many ways mm. so so there needs to be part for the emo- like there needs to be room for the emotional side yeah also in a friendship so one of the things that i wanted to mention today and i'm just pulling it up so i apologize um <laughs> is listening so mm. we talked about communication Um, one of my, and I think it's probably the first one that I talk about in my Mm. seven one is Mm -hmm. not listening. Mm -hmm. There are three ways that people listen. And Mm -hmm. this is huge. So please, everyone pay attention to this one. There (laughs) are three distinct ways that people listen. So number one, if you're in a relationship and you're listening to somebody and you're listening, but you're not, you're not, you're not actually hearing anything. You're, you know, texting or just nodding your head and going, mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. and you're not actually paying attention and it's going in one ear and out the other. That's not actually listening, right? The second one is, you know, listening. Okay. So I kind of, I kind of flip those. So Listening to the other person speak what's on their mind, right, is actually hearing what they have to say. It's having an open mind, listening to what they have to say, removing, you know, your emotions, your opinions, your beliefs, and just listening, right? Hmm. That's what people need. And then, yeah, so I kind of did that, right? So first one, of course, is listening and not hearing anything. The second one Hmm. is listening and constantly just putting your own opinion into that. Right, mm. right. Where it's like you're listening to the person speak and you're hearing their words, but you're not mm. actually mm. hearing what they're saying. You're mm. hearing their words, but you're not hearing their words. Exactly. And then in the back of your head, all you're doing is thinking, how am I going to respond to this? What's my plan of attack? Yeah. How, you know, and that's yeah. not listening. Right. The third mm. way of listening is quote unquote, the correct way to, or the politically correct or friendship correct way of actually listening is listening without emotion, listening without judgment, removing your own emotions and beliefs, actually hearing what the other person is trying to say. Now it's not just words, it's also body language, right? If somebody's talking to you and they're shaking or they're crying or, you know, they're sweating because they're nervous, It's understanding those cues as well. There's so many, there, right. and communication and listening is not hard. When you train yourself how to do it, it's not that hard. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, we, and, and we absolutely agree. It's, it's actually a core pillow in, in pillow on pillar <laughs> in what we teach our clients as well. Um, in, in terms of listening, we, we've, we've actually split it up in four categories. And, and I think the, the beautiful thing about listening is once you know the difference and you see the different layers of how you listen, because I believe we all listen on these different uh, levels. Uh, as, as I say, we, we have four different levels. And, and sometimes when we forget, we're just so much caught up in our own thing that we forget what the other person is talking about. It doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't make you evil. It just sometimes happens. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and 
And but the beautiful thing about when you actually listen, when you listen for for the emotions, what becomes between the lines for the body language, it's a gift that you're giving to the other person that you're actually saying, you know what, you are valuable enough that I'll set my phone away and I'll just be here. I won't even, I won't, I won't comment. I'll just, I'll just keep on listening until you've said everything you want to and, and just be part of this communication. And once you've received that kind of attention, it feels good. It's literally a gift that you're giving to a person because it just fills you up with, with security and, and, and the fact that this person finds me uh, interesting enough to just be in this conversation mm. it's just such a game changer so for us to actively see when we're listening and when we're definitely not listening that is a way of building friendships marriages whatever it is and and that's why we see our clients coming back like oh you're talking about listening now I get it it made me a better colleague as well it made me mm. a better dad it made me all the way around I'm using this everywhere yes because just because you have two ears doesn't mean you know anything about listening it just means that there can <laughs> that sound waves can get in there but you may not be using them right <laughs> so no it's definitely a big thing it's not hard but we have to be aware of it to actually use it properly yeah one yeah, thing i've had go ahead i just say i think i've had to practice a lot i think it requires a lot of self-awareness to really listen because we have to see all the times that we judged and we are biased <laughs> and we like all the different opinions that we mm. train ourselves to have about what people should and should not do oh. or how it's done and shouldn't and this is just honestly for me it's it's a like being non-judgmental being really listening in on the other person's heart requires self-awareness and been a practice for me to let go of biases let go of judgment opinions good advice oh it feels so good to give good <laughs> advice and just be yeah. really open and receptive mm. also because when you start listening in this way you can manipulate people so easily yeah. with your questions mm. so if you're not really pure at heart but actually trying to lead them somewhere with your biases or your judgments that lie in the back of your mind mm. you can really damage some things as well so listening is for me, listening is also hard, or it has it's it's still an ongoing process of practicing and, and encountering my own biases or own areas of judgment mm. and letting go. Right. And letting go. So one point I wanted to make was that when we learn how to listen, um, you had mentioned, Simon, about how we feel when we're heard, right? Mm. But have you ever watched somebody else? We're all, you know, most of us have some sort of people pleasing at heart, right? Most mm. of us want to please other people. Have yeah. you ever watched somebody else's reaction when they actually feel like you're paying attention to them? Mm. When you're truly yeah. actively listening, it changes the way that they talk to you, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. That it's, you know, if somebody's having a bad day and you're just sitting there listening, and you're mm. acknowledging how they feel, you're acknowledging right. where they're at, you're taking your emotion and, and bias out of it mm. and actually listening to them, you see that transformation. It empowers mm. them. They feel better, mm. right? So exactly. it's not just yeah. our reaction when we listen, it's other people's reaction when, when we listen. Yeah. And it's just, it's a huge trust builder. Right. And this is something we talk a lot about it. We all know when trust is in the room and when trust isn't, but how do we actually practically build trust mm. and really listening to someone? Mm. It's like that skyrockets trust right there yeah. in the relationship. I sometimes laugh so much when, when we're sitting with clients that don't know us too well, are mm. fairly new, often they're like, I don't know what it was, but you just asked the best questions in the world. And it's like, yeah, I may have asked something like, well, tell me more about that. Or, wow, can you elaborate? Oh, that's much. Wow, please, please keep on going. I didn't, it wasn't rocket science. Mm -hmm. I actually just pushed it back to you. Please give me more of that. Show me more of what that is for you. Can you tell me why that mm -hmm. was such a big deal? And people will go back and like, 
Oh, it daughter. wasn't that big. Oh, so sorry. We had a daughter with a nightmare, it sounds like. No, that's so, totally fine. So, <laughs> so some of these questions that then, then add on to your level of listening, as you say, it just becomes a person that just finds themselves so in such a pleasant place because now they're in the center and it's allowed for them to be in it. And yeah, it's really a gift that you can give to another person. Love listening. And I love just giving time and space for that. Yep. And how many of us truly love feeling like we're mm. like we're acknowledged? Um, right. Self-expression. Self-expression mm. is becoming such a um, not a toxic thing, but it, it, in a way it is social media. Right. Everybody likes to hop on the judgmental cancel culture bandwagons. But if you could just express how you feel and have somebody mm. actually understand and mm. just leave it at that right just leave right. it up right um mm. i know that we've talked about friendships when there's a loss and mm. it's you know how are you doing and a lot of people mm. will avoid because they can't handle their own emotions during that mm. time so um we've already talked about you know emotional communication right when you have conversations let's little recap while while the daughter's <laughs> you know, calm down. Yeah. I have two young daughters <laughs> myself, so I get it. Um, my, one of them had uh, night terrors when she was younger and, oh, um, and th those were horrible. And then my oldest yeah. son sleepwalked. So oh, we, wow. had, we had quite the range <laughs> in the house. So a little bit of recap. So not listening um, or listening, healthy communication, and that's emotion-free communication where you're, you know, um expectations is another one mm -hmm. where you know putting the expectation that the other person knows what you're talking about or knows how you feel or anything along those lines that's you know a big no-no in relationships um <laughs> making it all about yourself of course is another huge one um <clears throat> i think lack of empathy too mm. is another one we could touch into i talked yeah. about <clears throat> I did like a, a little series on how to deal with toxic or negative people at one point. Um, mm. I, had a, I had a friendship of mine that was mm. seemingly really negative. Mm. Every time I would say something or get excited about something, why are you doing that? Can you afford that? What it was every mm. time they would point out the negativity. Um, and mm. every time they were upset, it was, oh, you made me upset and you did this and you did that. Mm. And it was very much um, negative and toxic situation at that point. Mm. It's gotten a lot better. Mm. <laughs> but for somebody like me, <clears throat> I sat down and I said, okay, where is this coming from? Right. I realized that that person absolutely and utterly loved me and valued our friendship. And the only reason that they would point out all those negative things was to be the voice of reason. Right. It was because they cared. Mm. Right. And they didn't have the ability to go, I'm happy for you. Right. 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 Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think, oh, sorry. <laughs> Keep okay. on. Another part of that is we don't know what other people are experiencing. I, I've no. had very negative um, relationships. I have a friend that I've had for many, many years, um, mm. majority of my life. And mm. we go years without speaking. And not because we're angry or anything along those lines, just we lose touch. And it wasn't right. until a few years ago that I realized that that friendship um, the other person struggles a lot with a very damaging self-image um, wow. and, and self self-loathing. And because mm. of who I am and the way that I am, I trigger that in her. Mm. And so it, it was, a, you know, I have, Hey, how are you doing? I check in every so often. If you've got time, great. If not, I totally get it. Right. And it's giving right. them that space, having a negative friendship um, with, with the other friend, it was, does this relationship mean enough to me to work mm. at it? And I think that's a huge mm. thing people don't ask themselves is yeah. does the relationship mean more to me than my triggers? Right. Mm. Right. I think, I think such 
important questions. I think there's two parts of it. There, there are the, we have friendships that are destructive and what does that mean for me? Um, and, and there's definitely having the time to set yourself down and say, what is this friendship actually? It, are, are the benefits of this bigger than, than the hurt it constantly costs? Because some of those questions we have to ask ourselves because in, in every relationship, we have to see that it brings something good out of us for sure. And those are the hard questions to ask. Uh, and 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 then looking inwards, what am I actually doing? Where does this come from? How does the other person work? And and reason why I bring this up as well is a massive part of what we do with our clients as well is helping them to get a language for themselves, so they can actually start looking inwards, saying, why do I work the way I work when a person does this to me? What what triggers me? Why does it trigger me? We are, we're using a, a personality profiling system called the Enneagram for, for ourselves and for our clients to get a language around ourselves. And the beautiful thing about that is it also helps us understand the differences of when people do something to us. When we start to understand that not everyone does what they do with the same motivation as I do. So a friend who would come at you and you think, if I did that, I would just be the worst friend in the world. But her motivation may be something completely different. Why is mm -hmm. she always pointing out the negative? Why is she always trying to do this? She's mm -hmm. not trying to bring you down. She is literally trying to help you, trying to see if you have missed some angles. And for you, it may be annoying. For that person, it's only love. And for us to understand that the motivations as the, the way people go about these situations are so different for us to understand that that can save friendships that can actually help us love ourselves more and our friends so much more so we use a lot of time understanding ourselves but also understanding the different ways people react so we can love each other better in that sense as well yeah and that's exactly what i did in hmm. the one friendship that i have i i asked myself like i said does this relationship mean more to me than my own triggers right, right? and and it did opening up mm -hmm. to um you can have anybody you can have identical twins who mm -hmm. grow up in the same household same experiences and create two different belief systems and two different lives mm -hmm. right if you grow up in an abusive alcoholic relate family and you have identical twins one becomes a you know raging alcoholic the other one doesn't touch alcohol mm -hmm. ever same experiences, different beliefs. And friends yeah. have that. And we don't, you know, we always want to, oh, that's my best friend. We think alike. We think the same way, but we don't, right? right. We may have things Never. in common. <laughs> we may have things that we agree on, but yeah. not everything. And it's, it's understanding that, acknowledging that, and loving that about each other, right? Yeah. I am absolutely there for that relationship do i need to take mm. time outs every so often yes but that's how i deal with me right? I'm yeah, just like, hey, i need a time out mm. for a little bit i know that you know over the last few years i've taken time outs but again um we moved we moved away from home for about 10 years and the relationships were long distance and then we moved back and a lot of the relationships that we did have had moved on to create new mm -hmm. relationships with others. So mm -hmm. now it's a different dynamic. And again, it was asking myself, okay, this person's motivation, are they doing it out of love? You know, my mm -hmm. motivation, am I doing it out of love? Mm -hmm. And how can I make that work for both of us? Right. Mm -hmm. right? right. Um, I was going to segue into something and I can't remember what it was. No. <laughs> Yeah, but I, but I love what you're saying about loving the differences. Yes, because that was I, the one I was thinking about as well. Because I think it's a crucial thing, and it, it's why you can do what you do. Because you clearly love people, and you want to help better people, and to be curious about people enough to say, "I want to love and be curious about the differences," instead of just mm. being annoyed about them. That is a game changer. And that sets us as a human being on a personal level, sets us free. If I can say, wow, that was interesting. Why would you do that? Yeah. Hmm, I'm curious now, but I'm loving you enough to actually be curious instead of just saying, oh, she did it again. 
but being curious and loving people's differences, it is a game changer for everyone, including oneself. Um, so I love that you phrased it like that. And it says a lot about you. Unconditional love, right? Mm. I, I spent my entire childhood trying to find and achieve unconditional love. I didn't have it. Um, mm. and that's, and, and I'll segue into that in a minute. Um, so mm -hmm. remind me to get back to parenting, <laughs> but I searched for unconditional love throughout my entire life. I wanted to be a mom early because I wanted unconditional love. I, mm. you know, struggled in friends. I, I always mm. picked, I was always friends with, you know, I, I remember there was this one kid who would walk through junior high and he'd be like, Melissa, um, come to the office, please. And he was, he had a learning disability. Mm. And, but I would always befriend them because why not? Mm. Like, you know, you're, you're where you're at and I mm. can love you where you are. You don't mm. have to be where I am. You don't have to be at the level that I'm at. I mm. will love you unconditionally because it's your life. Mm. Right. And as I've grown, I've built that unconditional love so much more. I can walk up to anybody in the street and show them respect, mutual respect, understanding, unconditional love until it gets to a point where, yes, you are intentionally trying to hurt me. Or, you know, I'm, I'm very big. I'm, so I'm a spiritual teacher as well. So I do believe about first impressions energy, right? Some people, their mm -hmm. energy is just not right for me. And, you know, I, I let you go with love. But I was always searching for unconditional love. And part of that is I give unconditional love. Mm. Right? I don't need you to meet my conditions to be worthy of love. Mm. That's mm. unconditional love. And not mm. enough people do that. No. Right. Um, yeah. Now, going back to the parenting thing, the segue really quick. Yeah, come on. <laughs> it is okay to remove people from your life who are toxic as long as you know that it is actually toxic. So I talked about, you know, having a friend that was really negative their intention mm. was not toxic exactly. their intention was love right now i grew up with a undiagnosed in my opinion undiagnosed narcissistic parent mm. um hence the lack of unconditional love um yeah. very manipulative family uh, just mm. lots of family drama in my life but right. i walked away and mm. i've cut all ties and yeah you have to be willing, you know, friendships, I've walked away from friendships, right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't walk away with them with anger or hatred, I walk away with them with self respect and mutual love. Because, again, mm -hmm. you know, I've, I've told people, I said, you know what, I, I'm walking away. I, I can't, I'm not doing this anymore. This is not healthy for me. I'm not angry with you. I, I need to do what's best for myself. I wish you all the best. Mm. I wish you all the love. Mm. I'm not, I can't, I'm not doing this anymore for me. Mm. And mm. that's what I think people miss when they're removing those relationships or terminating those relationships is that, yes, I'm going to miss them. Yes, I still mm. care about them and love them and have that unconditional love for the friendship, mm. but it's, it's not okay for me anymore. Mm. yeah it's a great point and i think it's such an important question to ask yourself and have the energy not to not to react out of sadness or hurt or anger and push people away and you know ghost them or whatever we do but but actually to in a good way think about evaluate your friendships and i see that i even see a lot of people filling their life with okay friendships mm. But because there's so many okay friendships, there's not time and room to actually build those deep, meaningful, real, authentic friendships. Mm. Because I see a lot of people who are also afraid to like, it's just we've known each other forever. Like you said, that's someone you've known for a long, long time. And sometimes I can be, but we've known each other forever. Yeah, but that doesn't mean you're good for each other. Or it mm. doesn't mean you're in a season where there's room for you anymore. Like that whole actually taking a step back, looking at your friendships, going, do I have the friends that are pointing to my future? Do I have the friends that are cheering me on? Do I have those deep, fun, fulfilling friendships? Or do I mostly have acquaintances of people that I meet up and have barbecues with? Or 
or do I have, like you say, people mm. who are really toxic? Mm. And is it real toxic or is it our dynamic? It's just something that we need to work on. Yeah. And uh, so actually seeing all those different yeah. areas that you need to, to, to actually give attention. Mm. And I think that's one of our core messages, give your friendships attention yeah. because they deserve it and it will reward you mm. immensely. Yeah. And I, I would even add, even more importantly to the men, uh, mm -hmm. because we have a tendency of bringing in, first of all, some hierarchy mm -hmm. in, in male groups and friendship groups. There's these alpha males who will and dominate the male group. And it's interesting when you walk into a, a group of men, you can really quickly <laughs> point to that. So here we have the alpha and we have a couple of betas who wish they were the alpha and we have a couple of underdogs. And, and this dynamic, they may not you think about it. one out doing his own thing. <laughs> exactly. And, and you look at these dynamics and one thing is, well, it was kind of sweet and fun because you didn't know better back in high school. But now you're 40 and 50. Why are you stuck in those same old patterns? Haven't you evolved? And are you still stuck here? Is the odd one out still the odd one out? Because he hasn't had the courage to actually say, you know what? This is not how I want to be treated. This is not mm -hmm. good for me. I need to find another dynamic. And I'm not saying men are stupid, but I do think we lack often the cultural acceptance to say, you know what? I'll sit down and figure out what's good for me. And, and, and what I'm feeling is actually valid. So I need to figure out how I become the best version of me. And it mm -hmm. may not be with you anymore. To actually do that, that is a, is a big step for many men. So to see that and, and try to figure that out, there's mm -hmm. no language for it, yeah. <laughs> I love working with men for that reason. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Men are taught so many, and even in friendships, any relationship, even the one with themselves, right? Right. Is men are taught uh, not to be emotional, not, they have to be this masculine alpha energy mm -hmm. all the time. Now, mm -hmm. I want to backtrack that for a second and play devil's advocate is there are friendships. Now, it's, it, there is a clear definition of what that alpha friendship looks like versus you know a very high energy friend who just automatically you know based on their energy based on their intention does soak up a lot of the you know alpha status right sure. um for lack of a better terminology mm -hmm. there is the alpha energy and then there's the mm -hmm. alpha behavior right agreed and yeah, so like if I walk into a room, I don't want it, but I do tend to take over the alpha energy because I'm mm -hmm. a very high vibrational person. I'm very outgoing and, and very, you know, I acknowledge everybody and I say mm -hmm. hi to everybody. So I take on that role Yeah. where I don't like to be the center of attention. <laughs> so kind of, that kind of mutes the alpha behavior. Mm -hmm. but, you know, I don't like leaving anybody out and I don't like... So it's, it's understanding there's a difference between like a positive alpha energy versus a negative, mm -hmm. you know, alpha behavior. Mm -hmm. um, Absolutely agreed. And, and that's what is the, the game changer for many of these male groups. When an alpha male realizes, oh, there is a certain dynamic when I walk into the room and it's not bad. That's who you are. But how do you then use that? And it's so interesting to see in a group when a alpha male, the alpha energy actually realizes we want to be a healthy kind of a group where we want to bring each other up. And, and that kind of comes from that person saying, you know what, this is the dynamic I want to bring into the room, into the atmosphere, into my friendships. And that can change a group completely when someone realizes that. And, and I'm very much like, like you yourself, uh, yeah, you are. <laughs> the energy just kind of revolves around it. And it's something that I've been wanting to, or I've, I've looked at myself saying, how can I actually influence that? Cause I realized a couple of years back, how these small, stupid things we said as friends, like we would, we would bring each other down with our words. Like, well, you're so stupid. Yeah. You look terrible. Mm. At some point it was, it was acceptable that we called each other gay. And, and I'm, I'm like, 
did I really do that? How stupid were we? But well, we did, and we've luckily changed that. But seeing the difference in, 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 in specifically one group where we've actually changed that and say, you know, we don't want to talk like that to each other. We actually want to sit down when we're together and every now and again, just talk about what it is to be dads, what it is to live our lives now. And that group is just so much more healthy than it used to be because we decided to say, let's look in and see how we can use what we've been given instead of just doing like we've always done. So yeah. I, I think I think you're right on the money that it's not necessarily intentional, but how do we use it? And and some yeah. has has it easier than others. Sure. Yes. Mm. Mm. Yeah. My husband is the same. He's got that alpha energy. Mm. Right. And in high school, he had friends on, you know, he had the jock friends. And mm. then on the other hand, he'd have the nerd friends. And I can say mm. that because I'm a jock. I, I was never a jock. I'm a, I'm a nerd through and through. But he was a jock and a nerd. Um, sure. And that's the thing. He would make friends with every different group. And I was the mm. same way growing up. I was an outsider because I was friends with everybody. Mm. Right? And so if you walk into an alpha group and, you know, male or female, you walk into an alpha group, let's say male for this example, and you've got the, the lowest energy player coming in and you've got the alpha who goes, Hey buddy, how's it going? And just like gives him a hug, brings him in, you know, how's it going? Mm. What's up? Anything new, right? Mm. That's a positive alpha energy, right? Yeah. Making everybody feel included. And Mm. like, if I spot somebody who's super quiet in a group and they're not really getting any attention or any communication, Mm. I'll be like, Hey, how's it going? Right. Whether that's one-on-one, whether that's group, Mm. whatever that looks like it's, Hey, how's it going? Right. And Mm. I think that, um, I had a story the other day and I posted it on social media. I was out shopping with my mother-in-law and it was a really hot day. We pulled up to one of our local stores and there was a lady sitting outside or, or sitting along the, the building in the shade and passed out. Mm. And, yeah. you know, no judgment, right? I was like, mm-hmm. okay. And so I go in the store. I, I don't interrupt mm. her. I go in the store. I'm getting back in the car. I've got everything in the car. I'm literally reversing my car. And I'm like, I can't. Mm. And I pulled back into the spot. I got out of my car, walked up to her. And of course, I live in Winnipeg, Manitoba. It's one of the murder capitals of Canada. So I'm just like, okay, slowly. I'm like, hey, hon, how are you? Like, are you okay? Do you need anything? Do you want some water? Do you want me to call anybody for you? She's like, no, no, I'm good. And just the fact that she could tell me no reassured me that she had her capabilities, right? She was able to say no. But mm-hmm. I live in Canada again, and there is a lot of, you know, the MMIW, Missing, Murdered, and Indigenous Women, and it's across Canada. So I wanted to make sure that in a vulnerable state, she wasn't fully vulnerable, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and as I was walking away, I said, we've got to stick together. Like, mm-hmm. I wanted yeah. to make sure you were safe, all yeah. good. I'm going to leave you to it, um, and I'm going to go. And I left. Yeah. And that's that's where we go with unconditional love right is Mm. is knowing that you know sometimes that's all that somebody needs it's just are you okay do you need anything Mm. and respecting the fact that they said no Mm. yes right um so let's go jump into uh this one really quickly and of course it just popped right out of my head as i was doing it oh i love it when that happens i can't remember now all right. <laughs> All good. No, no I, but I do think it's an important point in friendships as well that you you have to ask, can I help you with anything? Mm. And then there's a respecting when someone says no, it's not necessarily rejecting you, mm. but it's mm. them actually responding to their needs. Mm. Yep. On the other hand, I also, if I want committed friendships, I have to ask for help and I have to receive help because that's one of the things that binds us together. And I think in a world where we're taught that we grow up to take care of ourselves, Mm. we don't grow up to think that we're part of a tribe. It's such an individualistic Western culture we grow up in. We're taught if you can't take care of yourself or at least just within your family walls, Mm. then then you're not grown up yet. And so I think that's one of the things we have to learn in friendships is that we are created for each other as well Mm. on a broader level than just partnership one-on-one. 
Yep. And, and receiving, giving help, but also respecting when we don't need help, it's not a rejection. Right. I think that, so it's like, there's a whole area talking about asking help, giving help, but also it, like you said, offering help and having said, well, there's nothing you can do and that's okay. Mm. And how we receive that from each other. Yep, and even that's helpful, right? Um, yes. One thing, cause you just opened a can of worms and I love that is <laughs> the way that we help, right? Because we know that mm. relationships are built, you know, friendships are built on two different people. So remembering mm. that what I need isn't what you need. What I want isn't what you want. Mm. And, and having that mutual mm. respect, right? So again, we can go, if you have a friend that has a traumatic situation, maybe they lost a loved one, you know, we might try to offer our help the way we would want it, right? Yeah. Which yes. might not be what they want or yeah. need. Oh, and that might be a trigger, <laughs> right? Yeah. That, that might be a trigger. And, you know, when, when our friends, and, and I'd love to continue this, is when, we're, when we have friends, when we go through traumatic events, we need to remember that that, that is one of the highest emotional situations we are in when we are feeling traumatized is we are highly emotional, we are highly, we are easily triggered and easily reactive. So understanding that number one, that person may not be trying to trigger you. Number two, that person is easily triggered. So if you go to offer help and they freak out, give them a little bit of grace. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Just give them a little bit of grace and a little bit of space. But again, remember that you know, if, if I turn around and let's say I am, let's say my friend calls me and says, Melissa, I'm moving beer and pizza. Come and help me move this date, this time. I'll be like, absolutely. I'll be there. Mm. Right now, if I reverse that, let's say six months down the road, I'm the one moving. And they're Mm. like, no, I can't, I can't get mad at them. Mm. What I'm willing to do for somebody else may not be something they're willing to do for me. Expectations mm-hmm. is one of the silentest killers of any relationship type or framework. Yes. Is expectations. So again, understand <laughs> what you do or what you want isn't mm. going to be the same as that other person. Mm-mm. exactly that's a great point i love that we often tell people that they need to practice with the small needs the small crisis the small asking for help because when you practice you get to know each other's language you get mm. to know each other's reactions and all that so you don't wait till the trauma hits and your life just falls over a cliff mm. to ask for help because there's like you say what we need the words we need to hear what we don't need to hear is so different Mm. so we have to practice in the small ones where it's not that vulnerable Mm. and then we can actually meet each other much better in the bigger situations Mm. but we often end up waiting because of this individualistic culture we end up waiting until we absolutely need help but then we're so emotionally triggered that we can't even receive it and we've never talked about it in our friendships so and and often what I see is also a lot of high powered, high energy people. We train our friends to think that we don't need help because mm. we always got it together because we're always good. So yeah. even when we're then, because we get down, we get hurt, we life falls apart for us. But because they're so used to us seeing, oh, she'll take care of herself. She's always such a strong woman mm. or he's always going to get back on track. They can't even hear or see when we really need help. Mm. And then we have to yell really loud to actually be heard and being really vulnerable about something and shameful even and then having to yell really loud to get help that that is a setup for failure yeah yep and i see that happen a lot Mm. um one thing we can leave our our viewers with um because we are just about at that time is (laughs) you know here's some questions that you can start asking your friends or asking people Mm -hmm. in your friendships can I help you? Mm. Do you need anything? Mm. Right. Um, some statements you can use and I'll, and I'll let you guys input. Cause I know you guys got mm-hmm. points. Well, a couple of the statements I'm here. If you need me, mm-hmm. if you need somebody to listen, 
or bury a body mm. or whatever it is that you need. <laughs> I'm here. I got you, right? right? Just letting people know that you're there in whatever way mm. that looks like and the way they need you, that mm. will go a long way to building mm. trust, vulnerability, and connection with your friends. Mm. Yeah. I also really like just having the conversation, what does support look like to you? Yeah, I was mm. about to say asking the question what would help be for you because as you say again help looks very different so actually opening up a conversation so instead of saying i want to help or i want to support mm. like what does help support look like for you what does trust look like for you so opening it up as a conversation saying i'm one way you're another way yeah before you actually need it before you need it yeah exactly yeah. Having some of the conversation when you're not in the situation yeah. is, is such a game changer because yeah. you are preparing. Right. But I do, I also love your, the verbal contract that you're bringing mm, out there yeah. saying, I am here for you. Yes. This is an invitation for us to start this. The first part is for me to verbally process or say that to you. I'm here for you. I want to be in that kind of relationship where mm. we can do this for each other. And then, then comes the vulnerable part because the other person may not feel the same way. And, and then that we're starting to talk about that. What does that look like? But you actually opening up saying, I'm willing to be in that kind of a relationship. Yeah. I love that because that's the start of building more than just buddies because mm. we want to be more than just that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, for sure. Yeah. Being on the same page on what kind of friendship we're building mm. is actually a core conversation that we seldom have. <laughs> Because are we just buddies or are we building something deeper? And if it's misaligned, then that causes hurt, confusion, frustration, unset expectation that kills a lot of relationships. Yeah. And we've talked yeah. to people like I was their best friend, but she was just my buddy or the other way around. Like, yeah. because I had put everything in, but, but for her, it was just one out of 10. So having those also talks, had people who expected that we were best friends and I'm like, I never agreed to that. <laughs> Yeah. Can we have this conversation? It sounds a little bit harsh, but, but it's just a reality if we don't talk. Yeah. Sometimes it's identifying the way you are as a friend. I think that's, so I mm. do, so I do identity coaching. A lot of mine comes down mm. to who you are, what you like, what mm. you believe, but how are you as a friend? What do you need as mm. a friend? Right. And identifying that within yourself first. Mm. I am the type of friend and I will let people know this right away. If I, if I start getting attached, if I start getting mm. attached, you know, that this conversation is coming where number right. one, I can be annoying. I can contact <laughs> you daily, multiple times a day. If I start doing that and it annoys you, you need to let me know. You yeah. Come on. Let me know. Mm. Secondly, mm. um, if that's, if, you know, if I'm going too far, or if you're not ready for that kind of relationship, whatever that may look like, I just want to mm. know, I'm not going to get mad. I'm not mm. going to get upset. Obviously I want to make sure that we're on the same page mm. and, and find out what's good for you. What's good for me, but know that I can right. be impulsive and contact you multiple times a day yeah, okay, yeah. On, on how new it is. Right. Yeah. Um, but understanding that about yourself and that is vulnerability mm. because if yeah. I go and tell yeah. somebody I might I can be really annoying so I just want to make mm. it clear that you know I just yeah right like mm. let me know yeah. <laughs> right but that is vulnerable because you don't right. know when you open that that conversation you don't know if you're scaring that person away but if somebody's yeah. going to be scared mm -hmm. about about me vo vocalizing that then they're mm. probably not the right person. No. Exactly. Yeah. And then it'll hurt a lot more in the long run and be a lot more vulnerable in the long yeah. run if you keep on trying and you haven't. We say that to people, even I love the conversation, like I really want to build a deeper friendship. People are like, but that's so vulnerable to say. I'm like, yeah, but imagine that you tried two years building a deeper friendship and the other person never wanted it. How many times have you been hurt then? Yeah. Yep. And wasted your time, yeah. by the way. And it's really one of those key things that we say again and again, framing, 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 that you actually put it into words, actually saying mm. it. I, I just started a couple of months back, uh, <laughs> friendship dating this amazing American guy uh, who lives in Copenhagen. Um, and, and I literally walked up to him like, you know what? I think we have great chemistry. We've been chatting a few times. You know what? 
do you want to hang out, have a cup of coffee and, and just get to know each other a little bit better? And at that first coffee, we were talking about, hey, this could be a friendship, right? Couldn't it? Yeah, it seems pretty good. We're not there yet, but it could be one, right? Yeah. So we had that it talk. It is really cute for you guys to do that. It is. Like that, um, but, but I love um, it. It's so strong. It's really like, we are but really it's not, cute though. No, but and I think it's wrong for me to say cute <laughs> no, because, not, because cute. I think it's really strong and, right. and really just standing up for yourselves. Yeah, yeah. And it didn't feel awkward in this conversation mm -hmm. because we were definitely on the same track but it can be awkward yeah. but it's a game changer to just open your mouth and say i feel like we are checking each other out in the let's be buddies kind of a way but it just opened up for us to to talk in on a different level we mm -hmm. were not beating around the bush. We were cutting away some of the games and just saying, let's just be honest. This is what we're doing, right? Yeah. And, and, and I just think that kind of vulnerability will, will just leave you with months and maybe years of confusion just to be vulnerable enough to say, are, are we on the same page here? Mm. Uh, so there's so much in that. Yeah. And yeah, I, I absolutely love that. One of the other things that, you know, it's, my host or my guest speaker yesterday uh, owns her company. And I just, I have to say the company name because I love it. And I, I really yeah. want to say it in relation to your, your relate, uh, your friendship dating is mm. the courage to be curious. Oh, wow. Love That's it. her company yeah. name. And I love it because it works here because, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. it is, it is making yourself vulnerable, but it is the, right. the courage to be curious. Right. And, mm. and start those mm. conversations of, you know, is it or isn't it? Um, will it or will it not? I, I love that. One of the other things that I forgot to mention earlier that I tell my friends is that I do need timeouts. Um, right. Me being very analytical, the way that my energy works, there are times where I need timeouts and I won't talk to you for like a month. <laughs> just, just saying, right? I, I'm not ghosting you. I will respond. And I tell people that too. I'm okay if you stop talking to me, just some sort of communication right if you don't want to talk on the phone absolutely text me and say hey not today or whatever that looks like it's mm -hmm. mutual communication mm -hmm. mutual respect mutual unconditional love all of that stuff yeah. um is right. there anything you guys would like to add before we get going here hmm. works. <laughs> i don't think i have anything coming to mind i just really appreciate all the different ways mm. that we we've gotten around to so many different areas right. of talking about friendships and i really just hope it has for everybody who's watching or listening that is just putting some questions and awareness and a language around mm. the friendships that they're in that mm. you're in watching this right and I hope there's something that connects with you and it makes you yeah. think and talk yeah. to your friends about it because yeah. that's what it's that will bring you closer yeah and and i would just say it, it it sounds a little bit cheeky to say but this is so much more than a business to us we just want to get really loud about the importance of friendships the importance of mm. the life value it has to be in committed relationships friendships and if you feel like that as well uh, if you want to geek a little bit on friendships just hook up with us it doesn't have to be a client thing we can just nerd about this because that's when we will get to the next level because we let's get this conversation rolling on this podcast all and, over the social medias yeah, because we need to world, get loud please. yeah <laughs> we need to get loud about the importance of people being in friendships and and that's for everything and especially the men you, you mm -hmm. got to start talking about these kind of things um yeah so hook up with us and let's talk about these kind of things uh, we'd love to hear your points yeah i can definitely see us having this chat again um yeah, come on because we never talked about fake friendships oh because those are running rampant across social media so that would be another huge topic to talk about so you and i are you both <laughs> and i will discuss that <laughs> And get sure. that going, because I think that would be quite mm. the interesting topic, topic to talk about fake friendships, because they're happening all the time, and how to spot yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for so much for joining me, both of you. I have greatly, I, I love this episode. I probably talk about this for another hour. But again, we don't want to wear everybody out. Um, nope. I hope that everybody just takes away from this. And I love the fact you can tell when people are passionate about what they're talking about and when the, mm. you know, the intention behind it is authentic. 
you can tell that, right? Talking about geeking out. I love that. I love to talk about what I do. And it's because I want to share that message. If more people Mm -hmm. understood what we had to say, or even just tapped into what we are trying to teach the world, the world would be a Mm -hmm. different place. Yeah. A lot healthier and a lot happier. Mm, A lot more loving. Mm -hmm. That's make the world more Mm -hmm. loving. (laughs) Definitely. All right, guys. Thanks for joining me today. (laughs) Yes. Thanks for having us. Appreciate that. Such a great experience. Of course. All right, just a family. This has been your episode today. Phoenix Identity has sponsored this episode. Go and check out the seven most damaging relationship issues. They're not as bad as they sound, but they are damaging. So go and check them out. Give them a read and see if you're doing any of those. If you are, reach out and we can discuss that further. If you would like to get in touch with either myself or my guest speakers today, Simon and Helen, you can do so at their website and their social links, which are pinned in this episode. So go and check that out. I'm your host, Melissa Kretschler. I'm an identity coach and spiritual teacher among many, many other things, but I am super passionate about the show and bringing you topics that you really start, you know, talking about. That's why it's called giving you something to talk about. Mm -hmm. So if you'd like to be a guest on the show, or if you'd just like to follow us, you can find us at justalivetv.com or across our social media platforms, like, follow, and share. The more share, the more knowledge people are getting across the world and the better relationships you're going to have. So lots of love. I wish you all the best afternoon, morning, or evening, depending on where and when you're watching. And I will see you all on the next episode. (laughs) Bye. Bye.